All right, all right, all right. This is the Investment Banking Insights Podcast. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And yeah, I'm an up and coming NBA student and created this show to help you understand both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking to help you prepare for your interviews and profession as an investment banker. So we've been talking about the balance sheets and this episode is going to wrap up the basics here. So we talked about assets, we've talked about liabilities, and I want to touch on one concept that's pretty important here that connects the assets and liabilities, and it's called working capital. What does that mean? Working capital, it sounds like, okay, things are working in the business to help create money or something like that. Well, that's kind of what it is, but working capital equals current assets minus current liabilities. And remember, current assets, we're talking about things that the company owns that it could turn into cash within the next 12 months. That's what a current asset is. So cash in the bank or inventory, things that can very quickly be liquidated, that's considered a current asset. And then current liabilities, these are things or obligations that the company owes within the next 12 months. So short-term debt, maybe lease obligations that are coming due very quickly, those are current assets. So if we subtract current assets from current, or sorry, if we subtract current liabilities from current assets, that is current assets minus current liabilities, we get this concept called working capital. So conceptually, what does that mean though? It means that, okay, in the next 12 months, we have a certain quote unquote net worth that we could say a short-term net worth is maybe how I might think about it, that is keeping the business going. And so that's what we consider working capital. Now, if we have a long-term asset or a long-term liability, it does not affect working capital. Very important to understand. Now, moving on to the concept of equity. Remember, what is equity? We can think of it as net worth. If we own a home that's worth $300,000 and we only have $200,000 on the mortgage, well, our equity is just $300,000 minus $200,000, which equals $100,000 of equity. And it's the same thing in a business. Equity is how much net worth the business has that the owners actually own. So remember, that is the assets equals liabilities plus equity. But if we rearrange that equation, the equity of a business equals the assets minus the liabilities. So that is essentially the net worth, or we could also use the term book value to describe this. And there are two components of shareholders equity that I want to explain here. Now we talked about shareholder equity so far in terms of just assets and liabilities. That is the fundamental definition of it. But there's another way that we can think about this concept of equity or net worth that is useful. And we'll actually see this play out on the balance sheet when we look at it. And it's through a couple of different components. The first component is called the capital stock. So think about the life cycle of a business. When a business is founded, stock is literally created out of nothing, right? It's just an entrepreneur or a set of founders coming together, creating an idea, and then voila, one day they have a business. 
And when they incorporate that business within the legal documents, the articles of corporation, I believe they're called, there's a section where it spells out the amount of shares that are being created as a result of this incorporation. And so that's called the original capital stock in the business. And that plus any add-on money that's invested in the business by other investors later down the line, that's considered capital stock. So this is a component of shareholders' equity. And it kind of makes sense, right? Like, let's go back to the house analogy. Let's say that you want to build a house on a piece of raw land, and it costs $100,000 to build the house. So you put in $100,000 to build the house from scratch using raw materials. You have it constructed. Well, is that house worth $100,000? Well, yeah, at the time that you create it, it's worth $100,000. You built it for $100,000. But then let's say that you move on and your brother or sister moves into the house and they're really good at fixing things up and improving things and they end up adding value to the house. Maybe they add a deck or a pool or a nice new roof or a fence and that literally created value in the house. That's kind of like making an additional investment on top of the original asset. So it works the same way with a business or a corporation. Original investors pull money together to create the company, and then subsequent investors put in additional money because they think the investment is attractive, and then all that money is considered the capital stock of the business, and that contributes to the net worth of the business. So that's one component of shareholders' equity when viewed from that lens. The other lens that you can view shareholders' equity from is the component of retained earnings. And this is going to be important, as we'll see later, as we get into how the balance sheet connects with other financial statements. What are earnings? Well, earnings are the profits of the business. And when we use the term retained earnings, we're literally just talking about the profits of the business over the years of its existence added up over time. So the definition of retained earnings is the sum of all the profits that the company has made up until that point, plus the sum of all of the dividends that are paid to shareholders. Now, if you don't know what a dividend is, essentially it is a check, it is cash money <laughs> that the corporation sends to its shareholders out of the percentage of a profit. So if you're a business and you make $100 million and you say to yourself, you know what, I want to reward my shareholders for being shareholders and owning my stock. I'm going to send them $10 million of this $100 million as a dividend. And then they get that direct deposited into their account. So that's an example of a dividend. So Retained earnings is all the profits that a company has made plus all the dividends that have been paid to shareholders. So those are the two concepts that relate to shareholders' equity. Now, shareholders' equity is not some static thing that stays constant over time. It's constantly ebbing and flowing as the business makes more profits or makes less profits or maybe it has losses some years. How does it change? as things happen in the company. Well, looking at it from the lens of capital stock, which remember is the money invested in the business and the lens of retained earnings, which is the sum of all the profits made and the sum of the dividends paid out, shareholders equity goes up when the profits go up or the company sells new stock. That's how equity goes up. Now shareholders equity goes down 
when either the losses of the business go up or the company pays a dividend. So you can think of this as money coming into the company versus money going out of the company. That's when shareholders' equity goes up or down. So that's one lens you can view it from. The other lens you can view it from is the most fundamental basic way, which I recommend understanding that first, which we've already covered, which is that it's the net worth of the business. So assets minus liabilities equals equity. So of course, if your assets go up and your liabilities stay the same, your equity is going to go up. If your liabilities go up and your assets stay the same, that is you owe more than you own, then your equity is going to go down. So that's an important concept to understand about equity. And with that, hey, we've covered the balance sheet. <laughs> we've covered the basics in just a few minutes over a few different episodes. And I really hope that you have learned something from this. Remember, assets, liabilities, and equity, those are the three key components to understand when thinking about a balance sheet. Now, up next on Investment Banking Insights, we're going to be talking about the second financial statement. We're going to be talking about the income statement. So go ahead and stay tuned to the next episode for that. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host. This is Investment Banking Insights, and I'll see you on the next one. Hey, Alex here, just recording this after publishing this episode. Uh, thanks to the listener who pointed this out, I actually made a small technical error here in the show and wanted to make sure I corrected that to avoid any confusion. When talking about retained earnings, retained earnings are a part of shareholders' equity, but dividend payments are not including in retained earnings. Dividend payments do come out of overall shareholders' equity. They do reduce shareholders' equity when they're paid out to shareholders, but retained earnings and dividends are separate concepts. So just wanted to make that clear. Sorry, if, uh, sorry about the mistake and uh, hope you have a great day. I'll see you in the next one. Take care.